All right, we are back with the Modern Principal Podcast talking about Just Right Reader. Just Right Reader. Hey, did I ever tell you about at my old school how we created a parent lending library with only decodable text? I didn't know that part. I thought yes. it was just like created a library for staff to check out books with their no, groups. It I was, did not know about the leveled library for parents. It was not leveled, girl. Oh, sorry. It was decodable. A decodable text. Just like what Just Right Reader offers. So you use decodable text, obviously, like I would assume by a phonics skill level, yes, right? Yes, we sorted them by basic phonics skills, like CBC, yep. CBCE, Got it. vowel pairs, R, bossy R, all them things. <laughs> <laughs> and then I grouped them kind of in like little Ziploc baggies of four and five mixed text. Kids took them home Love with a parent lending library note. The note was simply like, read these and over your teachers, and over. I'm assuming, did a pretty good job like informing parents of where their yep. kids were. Yep. That's awesome. I don't think I knew that. Yep. And some kids, um, they kept them at school and didn't take mm-hmm. them home. And they just kept them in their book box. And other kids took them back and forth. Well, just Right Reader offers so many titles that you could literally you fill. You can make a, t- a huge library. Yeah, I think they have at least 10 titles per skill. Right. Um, which and is a pretty amazing when you are looking at similar products. Right. Because when I was looking at what to purchase, there were some that had like five titles in CBC. Maybe. Over a hundred yeah. in each phonics category. Yeah, it's that's amazing. I was also thinking too that they do just right reader offers a ton of parent like options, like how there's yes. a QR code on the back of the Right. Books. So you're sending these books so, home. And so then parents, when they come home, they can use the QR code to learn about that phonics skill, learn a little bit about how to teach their kid and read the book with their student too. Which right. I just like honestly we try really hard, like, to only promote products that we believe in, and this is the perfect decodable text for any curriculum that you might have. Like, it, uh, no. it's not a curriculum. It's right. truly a it's, supplemental material. It is the application piece that all beginning yes. readers need, no matter their age. Yes. We believe in it. I use it with my kids. I use it with my teachers, with my students. I send some into my kids kindergarten teacher you did yeah they gave us extras for just right reader and i was like here you go <gasps> i didn't she know that either it. why do you not tell me anything oh my okay well obviously hopefully you can hear how much we love just right reader decodable text hopefully you'll check them out at justrightreader.com. and if you're interested you don't have to buy anything right on the spot but even if you're interested about hearing more set up a, a call with yeah, her set up a call and um sarah's team will do amazing things for you tell them that just or that my principal sent you. Yeah, just right. Reader didn't um, send yeah, you. Yeah, no. Just tell them that the modern principal sent you. Um, that's one way that we keep kind of the pod and all of our things going is our partnership with them. So we love them. Just right. Reader. Hi, this is Christy. In a few moments, you'll meet Karen, and we are the Modern Principal. We're enthusiastic educators with 30 years of combined experience and leadership roles. We've been teachers, coaches, assistant principals, head principals, and now in central office. We're on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the new generation of leaders in education. We try to keep our pod short, sweet, and simple, right to the point, a bite-sized bit of PD you can tackle on your way to or from school each week. This week on the pod, we are talking about a principal's role in special education. Hey, hey, Kevin. What is happening? You know how we used to say, like, each other's names? I don't think we still have that name. I think you could just say hi, 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 hi. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. 
I don't think we have to differentiate our voices the way that we used to. No, no sure. I do might not. have to go and listen to some of our old. Oh, they're, it's sad for me. I might have to go listen to some of our old pods and like, what did your voice even used to sound like? I don't remember. Here it is, guys. The Naughties are back. The Nodules hath returned. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into some great adventure. I really needed to rest because I need her to take this podcasting career of hers a little bit more seriously. Hey, I'm here on a Wednesday night at 8.06 p.m. Karen just got um, a call from her daughter, very upset that she was here. So <laughs> She's very mad and I did not say I was at Christy's house. A little bit of a lie there. A little bit of a lie. Why are you with my friends? <laughs> so, yeah, we can't. We can't do that at 8.06. Nope. Pass. <laughs> All right. What happened in your week, Chris? Anything good? No, nothing like super good. I've been really intri- like enjoying the projects I'm on at work. Maybe I'll talk about those on stories or something. Um, we were watching a little show on Netflix with our girls, and um, there's a like a school scene and the teacher is like calling on all the kids or whatever, and everyone's like raising their hand. And not speaking until the teacher calls on them. And then there was, like, a little moment when the protagonist starts, like, talking when she's not supposed to be. And the teacher was like, "Um, I need you to go to the timeout carpet for talking when you're not supposed to. Yeah. And the little kid just, like, got up. And walked herself right there? She walked right there. Without arguing? No. And I said, I just don't feel like that's accurate for one children should be allowed to talk a little bit more without right. going to a timeout carpet right and two in my world she would have flipped the desk <laughs> or maybe <laughs> thrown that rug right at that teacher said no thank you ma'am definitely thrown a chair at mm-hmm. least one what did your daughter say she has not experienced that in her classroom that's good yeah so I think that's good. Yeah. Which is interesting, though, because I was her principal. And, and you so, knew what happened. So I do know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I always think the media's portrayal of school is doing us zero favors. Oh, my gosh. It's just so inaccurate. Yes. It's either one extreme or the other. Yeah. I We should do a pot on that. We should. I was watching, I used to watch New Girl and um, the main character, what's her name, Zoe Deschanel, mm-hmm. she was a teacher and yes. all of a sudden the principal resigned. So the AP moved up. So she just was given the assistant principal. <laughs> didn't even have her degree. Had no experience. And oh my golly, how silly didn't, was that? Didn't even apply. Uh uh-uh, uh, not even once. And I was just like, well, that's pretty realistic. That's it. Yeah, kind of. You deep. know, I wasn't walking down a hall and someone no. said, "Would you like to be a principal?" No, no. It kind of deprofessionalizes things a little a bit. A smidgen yeah. that we don't need training that or we, no. internship hours or experience. No, or to provide an entire portfolio or, you know. What was that this. about, by the way, that portfolio? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, okay. we are here. We're here? To talk about special education. Karen, can you read us the scenario? I'd really like you to read it because I wrote it. Okay. I cut and pasted it. Okay. But you haven't seen it yet. Okay, here we go. Oh, mm-hmm. I see why you wanted me to. <laughs> I'm a new principal and have several special programs, and I feel lost. I've never taught SPED and feel at, like as the leader, I should know more. Help! What's my <laughs> role? Besides being legally in charge of every decision made. Ah! Help! Helpless and Houston. I wrote that. 
helpless, and I would like it pronounced Houston. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Helpless and Houston. You did just come back from New York. I you did. should know it's I called did. Houston. I did. I know. I Christy spent a lot of money south of Houston <laughs> Street, so she should know this. I know. People who see me with my new bag, they're like, wow, you just look really New York. And I'm like, well, I did spend 30 hours there. So so she's practically from the practical, neighborhood of Soho. Practically native. Is okay. that what Soho stands for? South of Houston Street. Oh my, oh my gosh, I, I just taught her something. I am a little, I am a negative now <laughs> here in Missouri. I mean, I've only been there 12 times, so like actual New Yorkers are like, ugh, you're so annoying. But the funny thing about Karen, too, is that she's been to Las Vegas, um, I think close to 20 times. Yeah. Um, how many of them were with your parents? Okay, nine. But 11 oh! were not. <laughs> I was a bridesmaid in a lot of weddings. <laughs> So I did a lot of bachelorette parties. That's great. You had so many friends. Yeah. Remember, Christy just had a first girls trip. I did. Just my very first girls trip. And they were with trip. my friends. And they were with Karen's friends. <laughs> and I had to semi-invite myself. <laughs> you guys, we'll just go with I'm older. I've had more time to collect friendships. Maybe my friends need to get out more. <laughs> okay. It is really hard to cover all things sped in oh, one podcast. We are. We're going to. Oh, no. um, we're going to this cover is... the entire um, legislation. Yep, of all IDEA. of it. We will um, read it. No, line by line, and we're going to cover how it applies to principal line by line. You're welcome. No, we will just say this is a disclaimer. Tip of the iceberg. I will say I feel very fortunate that a lot of my experiences have been at the elementary level, but I think that. I honestly think that grows your understanding of oh, for sure, yeah. really deeply because that's where you do a lot of identifying, qualifying, um, yeah, creating service yeah. plans, those Absolutely. kind of things. I and agree. I've, I've also had a lot of special programs in the buildings I've worked, taught, principled, all of that. So I feel a little like this one is near and dear my heart. I'm so glad. I feel not like an expert like you. But I have had a lot of experience also. I will say the first time I was asked to be the LEA. You said, what does that mean? I said, what does that mean? Oh, my goodness. Um, my program did not prepare me for that. And no. I was in, I don't even know. I don't even think I was an admin intern. I think I was a coach at the time. I yeah. think you and the principal were both out. So you had to do And it. so they were like, will you be the Call LEA? You up. We will called you up take, from the benches. Will you take notes? And I was like, Sure. <laughs> I, what else do I do? What else would I do? And so I, I took like the most detailed notes ever. And I like, bet you did. And they were like, wow, this is a lot, a lot. more than we usually Way get. more. <laughs> Way more than we need. Yes. I will say, if I think this is a role of the principal that's often neglected. I agree. And I think that if you're listening, you need to make sure that you're really honing in on what Growing your skill set in this area. Yeah. Whether I, it's actively through your district or through outside opportunities, yeah. you do need to not be the expert, but be someone who confidently understands Absolutely. how special education can benefit your kids. And what your role is. Yep. And that's what I'm really excited to talk about. because, And I think that's more of the direction we're going to go is really more of your like overarching yep. all versus role versus like Specifics. each individual like you need to take notes at the meeting right like and here's what you need to document that's not where we're going this no this pod. if you want us to do something else and this shoot us a dm yeah shoot us a dm to let us know okay um, so let's start with scholar clearly there's not a lot of research about special education no there's really nothing out there JK guys <laughs> um so i think that when we're 
talking about, because again, we're not trying to get nitty gritty here. Nope. Um, because that would be impossible. But I think one thing to do is to really consider if you did not have coursework in your administration degree, consider getting like a SPED textbook. Yep. Like they're um, like, we are going to reference one, the special education program by Bateman et al. Um, and oh, I've referenced that many a time. Many in my a times. Yes. And so it doesn't have to necessarily be this one, but if you didn't have to take a course on it, cause we both got through our specialist to admin degree without having to take a special ed course. Um, highly recommend get a textbook, read through it. It'll give you some really good foundational knowledge. Okay. So as I'm looking through this list on your outline of, there's only about 16 or 17 roles Topics. that the administrator has mm -hmm. within special education. Let's pick out, if you were a beginner principal that had very little, like Helpless in Houston, Houston, Houston. where would I need to make sure I am learning right Ooh, now okay. as so opposed to tomorrow? Okay, so can we each choose two? Yeah, okay. I already have mine. Each choose our first, top two. I already have mine. Ooh, okay. Mine are, go, you go okay, first. Okay, I'm going to go first because I think you're more of an expert than I am, but I want to choose two first so that I can see if I align. I'm going to say one, understanding the law. Ooh, and then I'm really debating between discipline and placement for my second. What mm. were you going to say? My first one is child find. Nice. As a principal, you have got to understand what systems you have in place. For child find. To identify kids with any sort of special need. And that you Just are putting... Which was my first one. Okay. <laughs> Technically, all of these are wrong. <laughs> true, true, true. I just think child find is... It is super important. And if you don't have interventions and supports in place before kids are referred to special education, like, you just have to have a process. Agreed. Absolutely agree. What was your number two? Discipline. Okay, so we had that one. In, so basically, we had the exact same. Oh, my gosh, two. we're, like, the same. <laughs> Those would be where I would start and learn. I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Especially because as a principal, typically you're the only person who can actually assign discipline. Right. So maybe some of the other roles, like other people can be experts in, or it might be like their actual um, assigned duty in your building. But usually you or your admin team are the only people who can do the discipline. Course, right. Like the real discipline. And you need to know, like, you need to be thinking about what does it look like when a student has an IEP or a 504 and I'm assigning discipline? And what do, what are my legal responsibilities there? Who else do I need to inform? Yep. Like, I think I went a whole year before knowing I needed to alert my process coordinator when I assigned um, discipline. Sus like suspensions yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, you do need to know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And to think about what systems to put in place to make sure the right people have the right information, but don't have too much information right. that's not necessary for right. them. Because confidential, confidentiality. Yeah. It's a really tricky balance. But as a principal, you do always have to be thinking about, you know, are there adjustments we need to make to prevent this discipline in the future? Like your job should always be focused on the kids. Yes. Not like legality is definitely something you need to be thinking about. But at the end of the day, if you're focused only on law and not on the child that you're yep. serving, you're going to do them a, a disservice. Yeah. So always keep them in mind. Yeah. The law and the child has to be of utmost importance. Absolutely. We're so scholarly. Yeah, we're good. That wasn't a ton of info scholarly, but like I, literally you have to just read. Yeah. And I think that there's definitely like for this type of a podcast, this is not the place you would go for detailed. Unless we want to do that. Yeah. 
I would feel like someone would come back and be like, hey, you were wrong. Well, absolutely. We are not <laughs> experts in this area. Uh, but some of the things we have in system, I think, address some of that. So let's talk about those. Okay. Um, number one, making sure that you know your people, finding your own strengths and knowing that you don't have to be an expert in everything because you cannot be the foremost expert in special education like nope. in your building. Um, because even if you were within the special education realm before you took on the principalship, things change, the, you know, procedures change right. and staffing changes. And so making sure that you are knowing what you, what strengths you really do have, but also what strengths does my staff have? Right. And you, and to that end, using those resources. So making sure almost every district will have a point person, um, whether it's at the district level, at the building level, both that kind of runs and oversees the process, um, of qualifications and evaluations and all that. So know them, talk to them, Run your questions by them. If you have a super small, like, one school district and you feel like maybe that person is not necessarily the expert they need to be, definitely start to think about that for you. Um, maybe you guys are doing a two-person book study where you right. and the special education point person are right. reading a textbook or an article a week or something along those lines. And I will also say almost every state department of education has to have some sort of track for yep. people working with special education to grow them. Yep. So, like, I was just at our state one today, our PDC group, and there was a poster about the different SPED offerings that they have. So there's going to be something your state offers also. Yep. So really think about how to grow yourself and, if necessary, grow the point person in your school or your district, depending on your size. Okay. So what are some other systems? I'll tell you one that I had that was really helpful is we had process coordinators in my district, and that's an extra layer of support. So nice. That if you don't have that, I'm sorry. <laughs> but some people yeah they're the process coordinator and the sped teacher yes. and they're the district's uh, director yes so that's really tricky but that helped I didn't have to LEA every meeting because that was literally the main role of that which is person. interesting I was the LEA for I was the default LEA for every meeting unless for some reason I couldn't be there and so I have a lot of experience as the LEA, LEA. <laughs> Yeah. So I attended every IEP meeting. Nice. Well, I would say one system that really benefited me is I had bi-monthly meetings with I had in, when I first started, I had individual meetings with just me and my process coordinator. Okay. Where I would set some non-negotiables. We would talk about kids. We would talk about our um, MTSS process, yes, what yes. was working, what wasn't. We would talk about child find. We would talk about um, specific problems that we saw arising in any sort of process yep. and just problem solve. But then I also met with our SPED team as a G yes. in general. Yes. Um, some of my non-negotiables were like, I don't need to be at every IEP meeting because I wasn't required to be the LEA, but I wanted them to invite me to everyone. That's so, a really good system. So I knew who was having IEPs, who was having evals. And it was just really good for me to have that information. I also wanted to know anytime there was a student being dismissed, I wanted a conversation. Absolutely. Anytime there was a student that we thought might not qualify, I wanted to be told. So be really be thinking about what your non-negotiables are. Yep. And, and it honestly might take you a year to, if you're not super familiar with special education, right. it might take you a little bit of time to realize what those are. And it might come through as a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You might learn the hard way that this is a non-negotiable. But the you. best way to learn is to go to a lot of meetings. Yes. If you can ha be invited to all of the meetings 
and go to as many as possible. As you can. Um, because you'll learn so, so much. We did the same thing. I made sure we had um, a special ed department meeting. Um, I probably didn't meet with my PC as much as I should have just one-on-one, but that's definitely something that I think could be really important. Um, and so, I w- yeah, I'm thinking about that. Now I'm, like, reflecting. Now I'm in a reflective brain. Oh, like, yeah. what did I do well? What did I do wrong? And now all I can do is perseverate on what I did wrong. Don't live in there. Shame. Come on. <laughs> Bye-bye, shame. I would say, too, like, the it's really important as a principal, and this goes into, like, the child find. Make sure you have an MTSS, multi-tiered system of supports. Whatever you call it, whatever your district is working on. Some sort of process that looks at the whole child, their social-emotional, their ability to be at school, their academic performance, and how all of those work as a big old pie for that kiddo's success. And make sure that you're bringing all the people around the table to have conversations about interventions. Yep. Absolutely. If you are a new principal, consider... we, we try to give a lot of information for like and advice for new principals. But mm-hmm. one thing to consider is setting up a meeting with whoever is in charge of your special education. Yep. Um, and even if you're new and you've already been like on the job for a month and a half, it's not right. too late. Like set a meeting with your director of special education or yep. your process coordinator and say, hey, I need to know some things. What is what do you see my role as yep. being as the administrator? What do you, you know what I mean? Like, what are your systems? Right. I would like to have this type of a meeting. Right. Um, because you are allowed as the principal to have those types of meetings too with your internal team. Absolutely. And make sure you understand the different options um, that your district offers within the district and outside of the district for placement for specific disabilities or um, levels of placement that are needed, percentages, um, and make sure that you really understand. And I would, I would say, the best thing you can do if you don't house those programs is to go visit yes. those programs. And talk to that principal who does house yep. them and the teachers. Because I mean, yep. they know so much about them. And it's really, really enlightening to know what kind of services your district offers. Right. And what kind of services you really could offer at your own school versus a specialized program and it's just really important that you understand the scope of yep. the offerings. I think, yeah, when you are a school that doesn't house a program. And if you are a principal who might be more novice, it's really easy to be like, oh, we can't service this kid at our school. Right. Those are too many minutes. Yeah, it's too many minutes. We don't have the resources. And so I think it's really important to gain that perspective. Yeah. because a lot of times the goal obviously is least restrictive environment and the goal would be for those those kids to stay at their home school. Right. And so you just really need to have a grasp of that so that you can guide your team. Yes. Yeah. So all right, so sad because we're already at 17. Oh minutes. my gosh, we just keep talking. I told my daughter I'd be home 20 minutes ago. Okay. Um, when I think about the soul side and I think about my role as a principal in special education, the number one thing that I think of is being a representative and being an advocate for parents and kids. I think that the special education process with all of its acronyms and vocabulary and um, steps that you have to follow and when you look at even just the forms and the IEPs themselves and and the numbers, um, there's just so much there that a a layman might not understand. And it honestly took me a while to totally feel like I understood. And so I just always feel like it's my job to make sure that the parent really understands. Like I've, I've stopped 
SPED teachers, you know, from in yeah. process, or not process coordinators, but I have also process coordinators, but um, case managers, I've stopped them in a meeting to be like, okay, so explain to me what you mean by that. Explain to the parent what you mean by right. that. And this is what we mean by average. And this is what we mean by least restrictive environment. Like, because they don't know. It's not their right. job to know. Okay. So we do have to remember that I know there's things we have to cover in the evaluations and terms we have to go through and qualifications. But at the end of the day, this is a a real life human child. And we need to remember that like even using the word average is hard for people to hear about their kid. Um, And that we need to make sure we're not trying to cram these into a teacher's plan period. Mm -hmm. That parents are going to have emotions. That um, whether they're, also, parents are going to bring in a backpack of their own baggage. Yeah. And their, their own background knowledge that may or may not be, you know, actually accurate. I've had a lot of conversation okay. with parents that are like, my kid will not be pulled out. I was pulled out. It was awful. I was yeah. bullied. My kid will not. Or, and like, we have to, that's not how it is anymore, but they don't have that same con- yep. conceptual knowledge so of the support. Yeah. So I think ultimately when we think we about have to the soul human. side, like your job as the administrator is to obviously know the law. Obviously, make sure you're following it and that your team's following it. But at the core of the issue, when we're not getting too nitty gritty, your job is to remember the human side of this. And have a relationship with a parent before that meeting. That would be very helpful. So that when they're when you're telling them hard news or having a conversation that is changing their projection of, of the what future. they thought yeah, for their they, kiddo, yeah. or you're even to some degree, I don't know talking to them about the, the struggles their kid may have in learning or things like that, that they trust that you are the right person to help their kid develop a plan for them. You have that face. I'm just not sure we could do any better than what you just said. Well, I just, I just really have a heart for that. I think that there's nothing else you can do as a principal. It's for you to be the heart for the kids and remind the parents that you love their child. You think their child is beautiful and you're going to help them create the perfect plan for their success. I love that. Thank you. We all love children. That's why we do what we do. So remember that as a principal. I have literally... my kids. (laughs) I know. From the desk of the modern principal, at the heart of what you do is a child and... Their future. Their their future and their family. Yeah. And your job is to bridge all of those and and give families hope and to give families trust that you are doing the very best. And unlock as many resources as you can within your school for that kiddo. Yeah. So on that note, thanks Boom. for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our pod to receive them as soon as they drop. Follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principle. You can find more at themodernprinciple.com. And be sure to check out Just Right Reader. Yeah, and if we said anything that you disagree with, you know, DM us privately, okay? <laughs> I get embarrassed for public comments. Yes, please do it privately. We do not like public. <laughs> Christy's going to cut this out. Okay, bye.